0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs, I'm known, and we had a bevy of things to watch this week, a very busy week. Next week will probably be even busier because of the Thanksgiving holiday in the US, but we started off with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a sequel to the Ghostbusters franchise. It stars Paul Rudd, it's directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first film. Major spoilers for that one, major spoilers for the original Ghostbusters film, technically. Then we watched King Richard, which is the Richard Williams biopic. Richard Williams is Venus and Serena Williams' father, who was also their coach. Will Smith stars in that. Spoiler alert for that. We then watched... Tick Tick Boom which is a musical and it is Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial feature debut that one's on Netflix spoilers for that as well and then finally we watched the first 3 episodes of The Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime spoilers for that and then like mild spoilers for the book series but not really but just be be aware that uh, you know it is an adaptation and we do talk a little bit about the books and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow up points and without further ado here's we're watching what we watched Ghostbusters Afterlife our YouTube Ghostbusters fans would you say no
1: I mean I in the sense that like I've seen all of the movies I have a really big fondness for the Melissa McCarthy one Mm -hmm. which is funny because Matt considers it the Kristen Wig one And so we kind of like, <laughs> so, this and, is,
0: like, these are telling, these are telling bits of info. <laughs>
1: and, 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 I mean, I like all, I like everyone in that film, except for maybe. Mm-hmm. Me. I mean, Leslie Jones does, you know, the worst of them, but I don't think it's like a bad performance or anything. It's just like her sense of humor is like, not necessarily mine. So I think that like, she's the only one that I, you well, know, and she was given the
2: most one note part.
1: I was gonna say the part was also yeah.
2: not. The Chris most, Hemsworth
1: yeah. was so funny and yeah. so <laughs> good dying. So anyway, the one that I watched the very most is that one. So I will okay. say that like I have a fondness for that one, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert or a huge fan of the franchise in general. Okay,
0: Matt.
2: Yeah, the franchise. It's funny because I I didn't I don't want to say no. I'm not a big fan of it because it sounds like I hate it or something, and I know I, I don't. It's like I have zero problems really from what i remember with the first two ghostbusters films i just never really cared that much about them when i was a kid yeah
0: yeah so it's, it's like
2: it's... i like them but i'm not i'm like impartial you know yeah. but yeah, i do are, really like, totally like
0: ghostbusters like... fans and then it's like oh yeah i liked the movies <laughs> i always like watch them
1: um... yeah that's the thing is is like I watch them all. I enjoy myself. I'm just, it's like, I wouldn't consider it in the same level to me as my Star Wars fandom or like Marvel. Oh, sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's one of those things yeah, where it's like, I that. <laughs> to me, like fan means something very specific. So that's yes. kind of what I mean. Yes. But in general, I, I always go watch them and enjoy, for the most part, what I've seen. Yes.
2: I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I've seen the original too. I know I've, I've obviously seen them, but I, it's been that long to where I can't remember the last mm-hmm. time.
1: I rewatched them during the pandemic. Hmm.
2: I do like the... Paul Feig, you know, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wick. I, I do think that one's really, really fun. Uh, so if I was to, like, go to a Ghostbusters film, I would put that one on. But
0: Interesting. Now,
2: all that to say, I had zero expectation or requirement from this film going on. Okay. Through. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think probably of the three of us, I am the biggest fan of the original franchise. I'm not a fanatic in the same way that they're, you know, I don't have a proton pack. I don't, but I mean... It's the first time I've ever, I know, but I do have like a ton of Ghostbusters toys and like, you know, Sigourney Weaver's character's name, Dana. For me, that was such a big deal. My email address at at, a company for the longest time was There Is No Dana, which was, very confusing to give to people who were not understanding of the (laughs) reference because they'd be like no okay so what's your email and I'd be like there is no (laughs) danger yeah and they'd be like what and so it worked for but when people got it they're like that's spectacular but you know the original one I just felt like this one was so I can't imagine someone who has not seen Ghostbusters going into this and being like, this was a great movie. You know, I, I could see them being like, this was a fine movie, but this is such fan service to
2: me. Yeah. I found it. Yeah. I found myself laughing at more things than I expected to, even though I know they're comedies. But mm-hmm. I found things funnier in a way I, that was unexpected. And I enjoyed myself the whole time. But, you know, it's, I mean, it's very much a plot that depends on its characters making really stupid decisions. And those were always kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel like that thought out. Yeah, well, it's also I, the exact
0: same plot as the, for, right. you know, pretty much. I mean, I really, I
1: missed the opening comedy sequence that you usually get with a ghost, right? And this mm-hmm. one, it was like it opened very super serious, mm-hmm. and you know, because we watch Egon die, which we don't know it's Egon at the time, but he does. But we know it's know. Egon. We know what we <laughs> and like. So I was kind of missing like it felt to me it took a little bit to get going, just because it's not what I expected from them, because they usually have that like first act, like kind of comedy, you know, bit with a ghost, um, which I usually enjoy. So I did miss that. I will say it had it had a it had enough like characters have to make really terrible choices all the time that I didn't enjoy myself, say as much as I did in the Melissa McCarthy one. But mm-hmm. I will say that like the audience so Matt and I saw it in the theater and the audience that we saw it with got their entire lives like i have never seen or been i haven't been in an audience that reactive in a very long time like the marshmallow sequence where the little marshmallow men were becoming you know like basically yeah. killing each other and stuff this woman was like screech laughing from the back of the movie theater yeah. like she she was laughing so hard she couldn't she could practically not breathe like it was she really she was screaming
2: intense yeah out. like
1: she was like getting her entire life in that sequence, like she's never found anything funnier,
2: and um, that was the sequence where I first started noticing her as well, and then the rest of the film, when she thought something was funny, she'd scream like she'd scream yeah. laugh and yeah. she was just and the people la- that I mean, were sitting oh, we're like directly
1: genuinely. next to us, and it wasn't just them, but like the people next to us were particularly reactive, so like anytime there was a reference to any of the other movies, which, as you know, this movie is basically chock full of references mm-hmm. to the other movies they would be like oh my god yes and like yeah. cheering and like it was so i will say that well you know it wasn't my favorite film i've seen especially even in the franchise but there were some folks who really really loved it
0: we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: and the people right next to me, these two guys, che- cheered like really hardcore. Like, started the cheering when the Spider-Man trailer came on, like the new one. <laughs> and then in Ghostbusters, when Paul Rudd came on screen, the one was like, "Oh my God, hey, it's Ant-Man!" And I was like, "Oh, so this so is the like, oh God. this is, yeah, this <laughs> is who you are." People, these people don't get out much. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> There's that.
0: (laughs) I mean, they get out like once to three times a year for every Marvel movie, you
2: know? (laughs) It's like, that's what they know about movies. And so, you know, it was, I was like, you know, and, and whatever, I, we all go into everything hoping to like it. And I love when an audience loves something and I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad about that at all. It's just, you know. It was just an interesting I wish she was
1: having the time that they were having, is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I wish yeah. that I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because everyone, and, and and that is not to say that I was bored or didn't enjoy myself or anything, but I just found a lot of the, the choices they had to make really dumb and just ridiculous. And I don't understand why Egon would, sh- I mean, maybe he, okay, so he shows her the thing under the floorboards, which is a ghost that they should never let free, right? That uh-huh. basically, like, should be hidden forever. And so he shows yeah. her that first instead of, like, showing her the basement or leading her to the mine where he's got the whole weird setup about, you know, anything. It just didn't make sense. Like, why would he? Well, it was her very there? like he
2: shows her this trap. He shows her the ghost trap and then she brings it in. And then it's like even just from a story standpoint, it, it I bumped on Paul Rudd's character going and helping the kids open it when they know when Paul Rudd says himself that, like, there are probably ghosts in there that need yeah. to never come out. And it's like, why couldn't you have just had the two kids try this Accidentally they do st- it, yeah. and do it? And then Paul Rudd gets involved because, oh, my God. But it's like that, as much as it's like, whatever, because it doesn't really matter, it's one of those little details that's just like, that would have made this feel more realistic. You right. like little things like that in the story that just felt so strange that they were making these characters just be like, like, Paul Rudd was dumb. He deserved <laughs> anything that happened. Like, why would you do that? You He was the one who knew what it was, you know?
0: I mean, I think and- literally they were like, we need... A character who's older than fifteen in in these scenes, in order to explain what the ghost trap is, right? Like, but you are absolutely right. It would have made more sense if they'd accidentally somehow, but because they've set up these ghost traps, is you know, well, and I feel like man. they
1: set up they set a podcast as a character who could know a lot of this stuff already who should have known a lot of that stuff they didn't they didn't make him know that stuff but as someone who has a podcast about like the unexplainable and the supernatural like it wouldn't shock anyone to figure out that he was a Ghostbusters fan
2: but also it would have been totally reasonable for me to think that that they could have looking at the two kids looking at this thing she's so smart also About seeing it, it needs, like, it can be opened, it's holding something, whatever, and, like, they could have just wanted to open it. Mm -hmm. And then you see the big ball of light go out, and then Paul Rudd might witness that or something, and then he can give us the whole, like, what that thing is. You still could do it in a way that just wouldn't make his character so dumb.
0: Yeah. Or, or it, you know, it's faulty. It's an old trap. It opens on its own. Maybe the kids right. don't open it. They're just in possession of it. And then she figures out how to fix it. And they have to recapture it. You know, there's a million ways yeah. it could have gone.
2: Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking on the, uh, with the goat, with the grandpa showing Egon. I uh, See, I don't even know their names, which is how bad I am. But you say yeah. Egon, right? Egon? Okay. Yeah. Him showing her that trap, I could almost be like, oh, okay. He knows that she'll set this thing free and it's not a relatively danger. I mean, it is, but it's just eating metal and stuff. It's not like it's really out there trying to kill everybody. I mean, it, it defends itself, obviously, in a not good way. But yeah. maybe he thought, oh, she'll set it free and then she'll learn how to catch it. And then that'll teach her what needs to happen here. But mm-hmm. even so, it was still such like a cryptic, like, okay, well, I hope you're, I hope you, this granddaughter, who you don't really know. I hope she's actually as clever as you think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. Oh, yeah. And then I just, I hated the, I just really hated the character assassination, really, of Egon, Mm -hmm. him abandoning his family. And I'm sorry, that's not forgivable for whatever reason. And like, you're supposed to tell me that these people who they built an entire business out of, you know, catching ghosts and realizing ghosts were real, wouldn't believe him about the end of the world? Why? Yeah. that doesn't make any sense. The whole world would believe him, you know? And so it's the basis of the plot was just hard for me to swallow anyway. And then, and then they just had to make all their characters make dumb decisions the whole time in order for it to keep going.
0: Well, also, as soon as we saw, you know, silhouette Egon in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, we're going to get CG. We're going to get like a CG young him and we did and you know i will totally acknowledge that i got like a hit in the nostalgia bone of like oh but i'm also like it just creeps me out when they do that you know and i, I just pulled something up and it said that his family gave their you know blessing on the film for them to do that but i'm still like can we not can we can we not
2: well, see what's funny and i agree with that but what's funny is i forgot the heat that the actor had passed oh. and at the beginning I assumed that was one of the Ghostbusters, but I was like, why won't they show this guy's face? This is so, <laughs> so lame. Like, you know I mean, like, it was so dumb. And yeah. then later when he was a ghost and I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then after we were talking about it, I was like, oh, wait, I said, wait, he died, right? And she goes, yeah, he died. And I was like, oh, wow. And so like, because he was a ghost in the way he looked, whatever, I I bought the CGI though. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah you I, know, the, the, c- the CGI
0: itself was fine, it's just, yeah. but it's just the principle of... Yeah. You know, not being able to tell a story or not finding a way out of a story that does not rely on our creepy technological ability to recreate the dead. You I know, and I, Star Wars is very guilty of this too. Where I'm like, please stop. I know, and I think you can like, yeah. and
1: I, I, I do think that you can create a plot that's interesting, still pays homage to the old ones. So you can have little Easter eggs of them showing up, which is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, for fans and not have to do it right yeah could have had him he didn't need to be a ghost in the end basically like yeah, he didn't he didn't need like, to be that this story like still die, you know because for them to inherit the yeah. house or whatever but he didn't even have to like have abandoned his child she could have lived in this nothing town forever and then had a falling out with him i think matt you came up with this because we were talking about this in the parking lot mm-hmm. and we were just like why wouldn't You know, they just do some sort of falling out with the daughter, which is why she hates science and why she, you know, ran away from him because she doesn't believe in ghosts or this apocalypse thing or like whatever. Instead of involving, like she was growing, he just like walked out.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like she was there and she left that town and everything because she didn't fucking
1: I don't want to be here. You know,
2: everything. But you made him abandon her, and it's like it's not forgivable just because he kept pictures.
0: I mean, the other, the you know, there's, I guess yeah, we could probably like spend an hour or two hours workshopping this because I'm also like, oh, well, you know, you could have the daughter be a perfectly capable scientist who then disagrees with him on something, moves away. You know, I I assume that they chose a young, young cast to try and bring in a new mm-hmm. group of people. And I got to say, the girl who plays like young Egon Am or that they- the, like, you know, yeah, she was so good in this. Like she I- was very good.
2: Well, I have, like, a, a sad observation about that. Okay, so, McKenna Grace, the actress.
0: Yeah. She plays the younger version of everyone.
2: Uh, yeah, and I'm not here to say, clearly, I'm not as big of a fan as I'm going to sound like, but I really, really, really like her. And she's in yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was her when I was watching this. Oh, I didn't was, either. Like, yes. I like, looked up, like, who was that girl? She was great. I was like, that's McKenna Grace. Yeah, <laughs> and I, was I know. On the view, it's and her was, Like entirely different. Like, and it was like, yeah, different hair and glasses, but she, I would argue she was, she's chameleon. She morphed yeah, into something else. She's like a it was good total... little actress. I was like, yeah. holy crap. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> you know, like, I had no idea.
1: Because I looked her up too, because I was like, who was that? She was really good. And then I saw that it was McKenna Grease and I was like, wow. Because I've seen her, you know, in a couple of different things, playing sort of, yeah, the younger versions of other actresses. And I always think she's good. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I think she's actually yeah, a was... really
0: good chameleon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she embodied the spirit of him so well, which is why I'm like, okay, I, I get why you picked her. Well, And her comedy was
1: good, too. Yeah. I actually thought, like, all of her nerdy jokes were the funniest bits. Well,
2: I mean, and her awkward blink, all red.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: awkward <laughs> wink. Like, was she, like, the really slow one? It was very- great. <laughs> I love that scene in general, but it was yeah. just like, she, yeah, she was the heart of it.
0: Yeah. I liked podcasts quite a bit too. I thought that was cute. Oh, I was a little, I think that I was like, oh, yay, Asian kid who is, there's nothing about him being Asian. But I I was like, man, how dated is this going to feel in however many years we say it yeah. as we record a podcast as we speak? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it was, it just, I guess it felt like it was trying a little hard for me and I, I. I Like It was aggressively fan service as opposed to being like, this is a story he needed to tell. They should have workshopped that story just, I don't know, a few more times, a few
1: more more
0: drafts. Just a couple more drafts and it would have been pretty epic. I I think my biggest frustration with it is I was like, oh, there are bits of fun in here. And had he been less scared to get away from the template of the original one and give us something actually more unique, Mm -hmm. You know, I think it would have succeeded for me. Obviously, the the fan service people are every reaction I've seen who comes from it's like super happy about it. And I don't want to deprive them of that. But I also think this was an opportunity to literally like step out of his own father's shadow and do something unique with a property that people love. But he he was just like, nope, we're going to plug and play, like give them what they want. And it's there's a there's yeah, I I that's just not what I was looking for at this point out of the
2: Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I went into it without any requirements or needs or anything from it, but it, I, but I left a little more irritated than I wanted to based on what we're talking about. Just kind of saying, like, right. I, it, you know, we're again splitting hairs with things, but it was so aggressively just phoning it in in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and and that was just, it's kind of like ah, because sure. it, it felt like it could have been like, oh, this could have been like a lot more fun if I wasn't sitting there splitting apart the weird parts of the story. I mean, this is so stupid, but even. The fact that like, obviously we saw in the trailer that Dan Aykroyd was going to be answering that phone or whatever, yeah. like, and, you know, calling the Ghostbusters there. But it was like, she watches old videos and sees an ad for them, calls that number. And this man who wants nothing to do with that life anymore has the same phone number still. It's just yeah. like that he had in the 80s. And, and his phone like, is hanging
1: out like on his main counter. I After mean, things, it, but these
2: guys are stupid. Like literally, I I could have believed if she found their phone numbers in her grandfather's house. That would have, mm. and then we don't know how, how recent those are, you know, like that would have been fine, but it's just plot points like that. She still could have watched an ad and then been like, yeah. oh, and then saw, found there's in the basement, she sees the suits and stuff and she found their phone. Like it could have just been something silly like that, that I wouldn't have even thought about the plausibility of it, but it's well, just, it was loaded with stuff that was just, ugh.
0: I mean, so this is this is an unfair defense of it, but in that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, if I was asked to dial a phone number these days and I did not have my cell phone on me and had to think of a contact number, I'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I guess this
2: number. Oh, um, yeah. But- I kept her trying it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but what could have been like a good thing is like if a jing- the jingle popped into her head, right? Like, or whatever it was. But it just, you're right, it did feel know, like... She had
1: it, she, had, it's not that she had the phone number. It's literally that
0: Dan Aykroyd was just sitting there with the phone phone you know what i mean like he kept that landline that i that i I weirdly believed based on like you know the history of ghostbusters i was like yeah of course he would hold on to that well
2: i I, maybe i would have like back then but they but they set this up to be like these guys were like done with the ghostbusters and he was mad when the person on the phone was asking about ghosts he was gonna hang up on her and i was like so you're like done with that life want nothing to do with it but you have that phone Same phone number. Like, you haven't changed your number since your ads in the 80s. Again, it's not a movie ruiner. It's just the movie was full of things like that that kept making me think, like, well, that's stupid. Like, like, that could just be so easily alleviated.
0: I mean, the the scene to me that actually, like, going, we've already talked about the scene, but that I was the most like, this is so dumb, is the Walmart Stay Puff scene. And I was like, Uh this is just to sell toys. Because I, I remember... Funko like putting out you know before well before because this movie got delayed so much being like here's like 20 variations of the stay puffed new mini marshmallow and I was like what the fuck is this this is just sell to sell like you didn't need the stay puff scene well you could have given and us new and, and honestly if you want to do the
1: stay puff scene all right whatever but like they literally can only come from stay puff marshmallows they're not popping out of nowhere in the middle of this mar- Walmart right you know like, they're in that aisle only, and then, you know, they go other places, and I'm not saying they don't, but they made it seem like they could just come, you know, they were just coming into- the, the, Yeah, like, the, there were Stay
0: puff bags all over Walmart, apparently. And it's
1: like, well, no, they they would be in the one lane. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just like, it's just like little details. It, like, it,
2: it lasted way too long, and it mm-hmm. was one of those things where, in that scene, it's like, okay, you have, right after that, you have where we finally see the, what do they call like the dog demon things? You know. uh, we see the one, right? Yeah. <laughs> In there. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm actually happy to see some, some i don't know puppeteering or whatever it is it was rubber it was like it was like oh, okay this thing exists yeah. <laughs> you know like and it was like i was happy about that yeah and then you go to this day pep scene and it was like some really really tragic cgi in and part, in yes. many parts of that that were like oh i like that you're doing it there because honestly in today's world i would have expected the dog thing to be totally CGI. i
0: thought so too yeah
2: and so i was happy to see some some you know mm-hmm, animatronic, practical, whatever practical. The hell it was yeah and then even when it was sitting on the car, when it got Paul Rudd, I was like, it looks real. I was like, okay, I was, I, I was into that, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: But then it was, the, it was just like up against this marshmallow situation that was so fake that I was like, ugh, it, yeah. it, it just kind of ruined it.
0: It's not good. Terror dogs is what they were called.
2: Oh, okay. I also, yeah. full disclosure, thought that the, the the lady at the end that they were, was being summoned,
0: Uh huh.
2: I totally thought she was Olivia Wilde. She is not. But when I was watching it, I was like, is that uh... Olivia Wilde?
0: Olivia Wilde has an uncredited.
2: Well, I I looked up and I saw the person yeah. it is. Does she? How weird. Well, that's not on IMDb, so I don't know. Because I thought know. it was her when I was looking at, it, but then I found the actress on IMDb after when I saw in the credits who it was credited as that, uh-huh. and it, and I could see how it's this this uh this woman instead. But I just kept looking at it. I kept thinking it's Olivia. Are you Wilde talking about Emma Black Portner? Yes. It yeah. Was her. Who is Elliot Pages? Elliot Pages ex, right?
0: Oh, are they, they Yeah. Or are they divorced?
2: I think divorced. they're. Yes.
0: Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Okay.
2: But but oh, I could and I could see that that's I could see that that's her. But yeah. I I totally thought it was Olivia Wilde because I was like, and what a random thing if it was.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I could see them having like m- melded a couple faces on there to make it feel.
2: Oh, I, and she was the body for it, but maybe they were,
0: yeah, or something like that, just to make it feel like otherworldly or something along those yeah. lines. I don't know. By the time we got to the f- beyond, I was like, okay, I'm I'm. I'm know i done
2: (laughs) well yeah I think I think by the time it gets to the point where the entirety of the ending sequence is going to be like directly mirrored from the original mm -hmm. film that's when I mean obviously it was full of things like that but even someone who I can't even tell you last time I saw it I was like okay I remember this like you know what I mean like and that was a little too on the nose where it was like oh you could have done something different here mm-hmm. and kind of they given at least, it a little bit yeah, different send off. S-
1: yeah. Something else. I mean, they should have picked a different villain, but if they were going to have to do the same one, at least change it up a little.
0: But yeah. you can't because the whole thing about that villain is this is how they operate. There's got to be a key master to get, you know, it's just like. Yeah, you know. well,
2: and I saw on there with the years it was 2021 and then I think the next year that I saw that that fault that that thing was going to you know, these events that they were saying, they had the years yeah. that all, you know, was like 2136 or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, what's the next year then? Oh, uh, thank
0: God. At least we won't get so, like a pre- or a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: so we'll probably die before that happens. So we don't have to see that. <laughs>
0: yeah. thank Thank God. Well, no, we, we <laughs> might come back as Egon ghosts and be fine. We,
2: we might. And we might, be, yeah. we might be seeing it. Yeah.
0: yeah. We'll haunt movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the question is, would you recommend this film? And if so, to whom?
2: A Ghostbusters fan, I would say, yeah, Mm -hmm. you probably like it, but I'm not texting people being like, go see it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think if you like Ghostbusters, you'll like this. It's good fan service.
2: There's entertainment to be found. I mean, again, honestly, if
1: you like, but but see, if you, and if you like action flicks or, you know, adventure movies that you don't really want to think about the plot in, you probably would do fine in this too.
0: Yeah, I think my my takeaway was, I was like, oh, I I really want to go back and rewatch the original Ghostbusters. So if you were not a, if you had no exposure to it, or you're too young, or whatever it may be, I'd be like, watch the original, original Ghostbusters.
2: Well, yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, that's probably true. Because it'll too, give you like...
0: just the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, but it also might, the film might be enriched a little bit more, even with, you'll pick up on even more eggs and stuff that are probably in there that I'm sure went over my head.
0: Oh, yeah, but I would... I mean, my suggestion would be, like, again, if you had no exposure in your life to any of the Ghostbusters films at all, just watch the original and you don't need to watch this. Like, don't... Sure. This is not... Because it's also, like, the nostalgia won't set in between, you know, the quick turnaround of that, so... But it was it's fine. Like, I don't want to... I'm happy for the people who are happy to have seen it.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that.
0: All right. Well, moving on to other... Things I was I was less happy to see King Richard.
2: You were not happy.
0: I know, shocking, shocking. What thoughts?
2: I mean, this movie was very, very, very much from the get go, like not made for me. Mm-hmm. Just in so many ways. That being said, I hated it a lot <laughs> less than I than I could have or expected to. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't. I. W- I don't plan on watching it again. I thought it was fine in what it set out to do. I just don't necessarily like what it did.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I thought that from the trailer where I thought, well, and I know that Venus and Serena are very, very involved in this and stuff. So I know it's not to say that someone's like taking their legacy away from them or something, but it just felt very kind of like, Oh, let's have this whole film about this crediting this guy for all of their success, even Mm -hmm. though he's their, their father. But, uh, and then immediately when it starts and I'm watching it and it's kind of like, huh, yeah it ended up working out for them but talk about textbook not giving your children a chance to do anything but what you decide they're going to do and it's just from the get-go and I just thought are we really celebrating that Mm, like he decided he he literally was like I have more kids because we need two tennis stars that (laughs) I want to start when they're infants it's like it's literally if that's to be believed it's like you signed them up for something before they even had a before they existed Yeah, and it's kind of like that's. I mean, I know I know a lot of people have that experience in childhood in some ways where their parents have. I want you to do this, and I didn't really have that as much, so I empathize with those who did. And it's like, but for me, it's such a foreign concept that it's just, geez. So it puts a bad taste in my mouth about him as a character that we're supposed to be following in this at all. Fair, Jackie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, (laughs) sports biopics are just never going to be my thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that being said. I thought the same thing that Matt thought. I was like, I don't know why I want a movie about the guy behind Venus and Serena. I would rather just watch a movie about Serena or about Venus or about both of them and their accomplishments and not just some guy taking credit for everything they've done Mm, feels gross. But, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, they were in the credits. They've been doing press for it. They've, you know, so... They've clearly signed off on whatever happened here slash, you know, are willing to let their dad have his moment or whatever it is. It just doesn't sit well with me. Like he did a lot for them and I get it. But I just it just feels gross to me to like celebrate someone for forcing them into a life no matter how successful they were. And like they seemed happy and perfectly content with what happened and all that stuff. Too. And who knows if they had decided that they didn't want to do it, maybe he would have let them stop. You know, I, it's hard to say. Well, who knows
2: if they weren't millionaires today that they would look back on it fondly.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, or so like if they hadn't them. made it or I, like whatever. I don't, think, like, mil- I don't think if what? they had been the top tennis players in the world, like that would they look back on it fondly? You know, the money That's is a lot. Yeah. 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 But
2: I just mean like if they hadn't had the success and, and the life that they have now. Right. Had it not admit, worked. Yeah. it not worked like so many don't when people and parents do this would they be looking back on it fondly maybe that's not who am i to say they wouldn't but it just feels weird
0: yeah i i had the same reaction especially like in the lead up to it being like oh this feels icky like i don't want the story about him i want the story about the the women and those were the most compelling parts of the film to me you know it's like that tennis game in oakland and all that stuff but and i was thinking about it afterwards and i did see some, like a tweet about this saying like if Venus and Serena or Venus or Serena wanted a film about themselves, they could have had it at this point, right? Nothing would have I'm sure they have both been approached together and separately, and for whatever reason, this is what they have chosen to grant their family name to and so we should you know we shouldn't take away that agency, but that doesn't mean it's a great film inherently, you know right. just because they've said, okay, we signed off on this, and I think actually, much like how Ghostbusters was too afraid to step away from the original successful template, this was too afraid to show their dad in a bad light or show him yeah. as anything less than like this Paragon. Because I, you know, there's that fight with the mom and she, you know, like d- brings up a bunch of stuff. And I was like, whoa, like what, who is this person? And then I looked at his Wikipedia and, and, you know, not that your Wikipedia is actually who you are, but I was like, there is a lot more to this guy than this film is willing to cover. Like he has a bunch of kids before, you know, it's just... It, all this stuff. And I was like, why are we not showing that struggle? Like, exactly. what? Like,
1: as soon as that fight happened, it was like this thing that they dropped in there to prove, you know, the haters wrong that they did talk about all of his faults in the film. And it's like, no, you mm-hmm. didn't show most of this. Yeah. You know, you didn't show him really ever that bad.
2: No. And I talk about the mom. Need, like She's like, I get credit for this, too, even though I I'm not out there, like, needing it all the time. And then that's all we really got. You know, and it's kind of like, well, where's the film I really hated (laughs) that the
1: the, the, the 10-year-old girls are are in the pouring down rain training with smiles on their faces. I'm sorry. You would be mad at your dad for making you practice in the rain.
0: Like, there is no, I don't, uh, probably, but I'm also like, you know what? Like, with sports stuff, like, if you really love it and you whatever, like, there are times, especially if you're really good at it, I I could see them. I, but as but, a
1: former elite athlete, I can tell you that I wasn't happy when I had to go to practice and it was raining outside. It hurt.
0: I guess I was someone who did indoor. <laughs> so, and like, you know, like all our, like, you know, Olympics, I was in indoors. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I never had to think about the. But what I, I found, I found the film judgmental of anybody who didn't walk like a straight and narrow you know non-drug doing non-whatever path like they had that whole scene about the other tennis player who gets caught with like weed and stuff like that and I was like who are you to judge I get that the you know had this scenario been flipped and had it been one of the girl like of course they would have been judged differently because you know race is inherently a factor But there, I'm sure, like, what, what, it just felt really judgmental to me of anybody who wasn't on like a super aggressive life path without a plan and without this stuff. And it was like, look, it worked for us. I'm like, yeah, because you also had this like natural talent for this stuff, you know? Some of that you can't learn.
2: Yeah, and he blamed the coach for that girl. And then also, the other thing, too, and I know things happened with both of these scenarios later in the film and were said that kind of make it make more sense. But you go toward the beginning of the film and you have the neighbor who, Mm I think, even though, yes, it's not your business stay out of it, but I think, like, I would have had that same opinion she was probably having, being kind of like, you are working those girls into the ground and the rain, all this whatever, like, forcing them to do stuff. Again, none of my business, so you don't need to be saying stuff. Mm -hmm. But he cut her down so meanly, also, right in that first scene, and he gets throws her her daughter's fate in, in her face and saying that she's out on the streets and blah, blah, blah What corner is she working? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was really like derogatory to her about it. Yeah. And then when the guys are heckling his own kid later, he was like really polite to them. And yeah, I know that he had been punched before. They say, oh, dad got beat up again. Afterward, they say that. But it was mm-hmm. this thing where I was like, why are you treating these guys who are these gross guys who are essentially saying they want to coerce your daughter into yeah. like their little sex or whatever they want to do? Yeah. And like The woman, I know she's, she needs to mind her own business, but then you're like cutting her down so aggressively. Again, I know she calls CPS and everything or whoever that was later, but at that beginning, it felt, it felt uh, uneven to me. And I kind of felt felt like, I just, I didn't like him. I just, I never really got to really like him much because of those scenes. It was weird for me.
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely uneven. And again, I think they were so concerned with preserving this vision of him but not realizing that like well because you
1: know he was very involved in this somehow i don't know if he was
0: i can't imagine that man letting anyone tell his uh well looking again looking at his wikipedia in 2016 he had a stroke and he has had like a a couple since so I don't know if he's in a state where he could give input oh, that's right. what
2: I thought yeah, I, did, I yeah. don't I was gonna say I like was, he's still, I he's still
0: alive but I don't right. think he can he could act as act
1: ac- probably oh, as well, actively participating yeah you know if he's really sick and ill they're not gonna they're not gonna tell the truth about
2: him but see but then that's the thing is like that goes all into again they were there we weren't who knows but everything was really like yeah. But it's very rose-colored glasses yes and yeah. very kind of why did you think this makes an amazing story. I just don't think the story was that great. Like they are remarkable, and yes. his determination for them was pretty intense. And I like that he had a life plan that. Where I like that it worked out for them, I do. But it didn't feel like, especially at a two-hour, twenty-something-minute runtime, it did not feel like something that needed to be. Like this could have been a documentary.
1: Yeah, and that would have been way more interesting. I actually found
0: the the videos and the pictures at the end more compelling than most mm-hmm. of the film. Yep. And if you haven't seen, I think it's Serena's documentary about her like childbirth journey and recovering mm-hmm. and just like getting back into the court. Like that was she's so fascinating. And so, but I yeah, I I think he has a compelling story in there somewhere. But you have to be willing to talk, touch on his early life. But then it's like oh, it gets messy with his early life because he has a bunch of other kids which they again they allude to briefly three of those girls i didn't realize are um half siblings of the the venus and serena i it wasn't clear to me that they are half siblings i thought they were all like one you know big biological family unit not that you're not a family but they were the oh, wife's- so they are they the wife's kids the, the
1: yeah sisters? they were her so kids he had right. two
0: more kids yes oh. so he has he has three sons on his own with someone else. And then the wife. The, the second. His his second wife. Had three daughters of her own. And then together they had Venus and Serena. And then I think he. I can't remember if he goes on to have more kids. but But either way. Like he had a life before them. And it makes it seem like he has invested everything into the two girls and it's like, Oh no, like he had struggles before. And maybe, you know, I don't know his situation probably got married young or, you know, whatever it is, or had kids, young. but they just weren't willing to go near that, except for that one sliver of a scene. And because of that, I don't feel like we could naturally, we could get like growth out of the character.
1: I wonder, it would have, it would have been really interesting if we watched him struggle really hard and come to the the decision to make this plan. And that could have just ended the movie because we know what happens with the plan.
0: Yeah, it also feels a little bit. And i try not to be judgmental, but it feels a little bit like, oh, didn't work out with the first one. Like, let's do it again. Like, you know, keep yeah. keep pushing them out until uh, because of the way they portrayed this. You know, stick to the plan. There's a plan. I have a plan. I have a vision. Yeah, you know, that's probably know. not how it played out. But well, I wonder if
1: it was more like he didn't have a plan with any of them, and then they turned out badly for whatever reason. Yeah, and then he's like, okay that's the turning point and he's like I need
2: well and he like she said like oh and you, that your son came knocking and he's like oh my son found me and it was like found you from where like you abandoned yeah. him like or did he like what but yeah it just it, yeah I felt very kind of like okay I've messed up a lot so I'm going to get it right this time and it was just kind of and I, it's interesting to to learn that Dana that the the three other girls were the mom's daughters from a different mm-hmm. marriage because I also kept bumping on that a little bit just kind of like God. You really only seem to care about these two, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know. Yeah, like, still bump on it because if you're going to be a stepfather, you need to care, you know. But I, but I just mean it. I, it, it makes more sense now. I think right. knowing that, and I know they, you know, they did mention like, oh, and this one's top of their class, and gonna be a doctor, and gonna be this, and like they had plans for all of them that were like and trying to keep them on the straight well, and own. But they didn't
0: have plans. They were just like, okay, well, if yeah. you're not going to be a tennis star, like, you know, do do well in society, do whatever. But they weren't like, we ha- We know you're going to be a doctor. And we know right. you're going to be a this.
2: I think you what know. could have been... And again, you can't... It's not saying that they need to rewrite the truth of their actual story. So I'm not suggesting that. But I think just from a storytelling point of view, what could have been more interesting is that given the life he's had and then now they're blended family somewhat and then they have these kids. I think it'd be interesting if the girls had actually been the ones or one of the girls like maybe Venus had been the one to develop this really, really intense passion for tennis. And then watching the story of dad and mom, but if we're going to focus on dad here, everything he does to defy all the stereotypes to try to make it happen for i them, actually obviously. think
0: that would be rewriting the story like i get the sense oh no, that no would... it
2: would be that's why. i'm saying yeah, I don't yeah. Say Which, just, but just... That, that's yeah
0: that's a different, different, different movie that, yeah. that's not a williams movie i think is oh thing, right? no like, no i know i
2: just mean i yeah. think that that would make this more a story worth telling is all i'm saying is like sometimes i think we think that our story like stories that our lives are so interesting that everyone's gonna find them so entertaining and i'm like i think that like this wasn't the the way it happened, it's it just like it was a thing where it, I had a hard time, like we're saying, like feeling for him in many ways, and then it just kind of again felt very like okay, like unremarkable in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that would be rewriting the story. I just mean I think that would be a better version of this movie, and it's like,
0: right, okay, yeah. Did this, did this,
2: a... need, to, did this need to get made? I don't know.
0: No, probably. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I mean because they are so spectacular and remarkable the the women are i'm just like wow i still i still it grates me so hard that and again they've said you know i i respect the statement of like if we had wanted this like we could have had it and they are they threw their names on it but that it doesn't mean you need to make it a movie yeah you know
2: that's exactly and it's just and i guess their next great act is well it's just it's Smith literally oscar, like right? yeah, yeah i
0: mean
1: will is just dying for his oscar this is his I like know. i don't know how many movies in we are right now of him being desperate for a fucking oscar i mean he
0: might get it with this one which is like well it's a light year so that's that's what funny. i mean we talked about this for i can't remember what it was last week for tv but it's just like yeah yeah you, know, you might get it out as like a default you know yeah which we've seen people turn in worse performances and get more accolades but yeah and we've it's seen more desperate because I actually like
1: I dislike the character of Richard Williams so much that it would, like, irritate me that Will Smith could win an Oscar for a performance portraying him.
0: Yeah, because I think, like... Because that would fit into his narrative so well. <laughs> it really would. But but acting-wise, he does a fine job. He's not doing a bad job acting. It's the, the source... It's the material that he has been given. And, like, the character that he is... What I assume is accurately portraying is not compelling enough to deserve but then i'm like okay well i guess it's for acting as this mediocre character you did a good job acting as this mediocre. you know you made me th- feel this character is <laughs> uh, it's it
2: yeah yeah it's just that there were aside from like the couple of scenes where you get very like heated about something and not to say that's the only way you show acting chops at all but it didn't right. really feel like it was Transcendent or anything in any kind of way. It was just kind it of. It like, wasn't right,
1: even right. subtle yeah. enough to be like a. Ama- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, some there's some that are just like so subtle and gorgeous, and like this watching even watching the video of you know the real Richard afterward, I was like, oh, Will Smith's accent was a weird decision, because <laughs> like his was not. There is something to it, but I didn't think Will was doing it well in comparison yeah. to the video. We saw I saw mean- directly after the film.
0: Most of the movie was just him proselytizing, right? Being like, you know, you join this, jo- join the, the train of like, these two are going to be the greatest of all time. He was right at the end of the day. But it's just, it's one sort of preachy note to me, the the acting performance is. Yeah, and I don't know. And
1: nothing about the story was particularly compelling either. We all know what happens.
0: Right. Well, so uh, to me, the most compelling thing was the tennis match, and i I'm someone who does probably of the three of us like sports movies more because I didn't know how it ended and And I was like, "Oh, you know, the other girl icing her and all this stuff. I was like outraged at that, but that had nothing to do with him. Like I thought at one point he was gonna like storm onto the court and be like, "You can do this, and then she does it. Nope, just watches from the audience. <laughs> i was like what the what's the point well then this movie is about her at this point point. and then there was one scene where they gave um serena a scene right and he's like you're gonna be the greatest of all the time i was like they did this to balance it out so the sisters wouldn't be pissed at each other you know <laughs> like, but uh, yeah would you would you recommend king richard no not particularly
1: i mean i wouldn't say like if you really want to go watch it i would never stop anyone from wanting
2: to enjoy something but
1: i wouldn't I wouldn't really tell anyone to go watch it, I don't think.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, out of the blue, think to recommend it to anybody. You could it's watch much... worse films, but yeah, it's not. Yeah,
0: it wasn't a yeah. terribly made film. It just, it but was why? so long. <laughs> so long. Yeah, it was long. I kept being like, how are there 30 minutes left? How are there 20 minutes left? How are I there 10 minutes I kept pausing it and being like,
1: how much longer is there? It was so long.
0: In lieu of it, I will recommend Being Serena, also on HBO, which is her documentary, which is really good.
2: I bet. I will probably
0: I watch that. It. I like it. Yes. There's a, a lot of birth, a lot of birth happening in it. First time I've ever seen a C-section up close and personal. <laughs> that That is a thing. That is a thing I've learned about. They're very weird looking. I was, I was just like,
2: oh my it's God, really. what's happening
0: here? Anyway, moving on to Tick, Tick,
2: Boom. <laughs> tick, Tick, Boom. boom. Yes.
0: From Lynn manuel Miranda. Did you two enjoy it?
2: Mostly, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say like enjoy as a whole is kind of a strong word for me. I liked I liked <laughs> things about it. I liked performance. I was gonna say performances, but mostly I li- I thought Andrew Garfield was good. I thought everyone was fine, but I thought he was pretty good. Um, I liked that the songs were very, you know, I I do like Rent, so I liked that the songs are very renty, reminiscent mm-hmm. of the the sound in Rent. I didn't. I don't think I knew <laughs> going into this. I don't think I knew that this was the second musical that he had actually written himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think I yeah, knew I didn't that. Know that
1: either. I did not know that.
2: And it didn't get picked up or go anywhere. And then he Rent was his first smash. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, and until and they told and us
0: and, that, and
2: last <laughs> and last. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. until they told us that at the end of the, toward the end of the film, I didn't realize that. And then I immediately kind of thought, Interesting. So we're making a movie out of something that wasn't deemed good enough to even go on Broadway. Like we're making a movie it, of something that – or did it go on Broadway eventually? It didn't or? go on
0: Broadway, but it did get performed.
2: Eventually. It like, like awesome. eventually or something. Well, No, so it got
0: performed and then like eventually he got rent made. Okay. And then I think after he passed Tick Tick Boom got adapted – to be okay. like it was a one-person show as pictured sort of like we were
2: seeing yeah yeah
0: and then it became possibly like a three-person show okay but it's yeah so it is this was like i didn't know anything about tick tick boom at mm-hmm. all and yeah. i couldn't tell what of this was adaptation and what of this was book-ended biography info because that opening is clearly not in tick tick boom right and yeah I so I, 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 I neither of you have seen i didn't even the know the it was actual... a thing Okay. No, I didn't know it was a thing.
2: I know him for rent and obviously only rent like that's it, you know, I didn't sure yeah, I, yeah. You know. But yeah, I mean I I was I wasn't like bored or anything, but I thought that it kind of didn't have much of a narrative for part a lot of big part of it. Like it was like I it did, but then it just kinda kept on, I don't know, faltering for me where I just kind of stopped like caring about a lot of things for big portions of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to be like twenty nine or something to be like really into it. But as someone who's older than 29, I know. (laughs) Um. As someone who's older than 29, it was kind of like at some point, I was like, yes, you're turning. Like, what is the, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, uh, it was hard to connect to him, right? Like, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, in some ways I got it, but I thought that it was just overdone and like just trying too hard, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was was just just really. It was just it had two themes and they were both intensely hammered into us. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like
2: mm-hmm. okay, you yeah, know, I was, um, I was intensely hammer. But I did relate to that because I was having a, a bit of a meltdown turning thirty. I was having a big, yeah. like, like a very big. I my twenties were like this, and it was like okay, and then all of a sudden by thirty, I was like, holy shit! Like I was supposed to have done so many. I had that pressure still on myself. Sure, I still have, but. I was like, oh, God, and I'm going into my 30s. I I thought by this time I would own something. I thought this, I thought that. And I was like, I was having that meltdown in ways. And so I liked that part of it, but it was very like, but I related. Well, to that's
1: what I mean. This is like, I, I did not relate to it because we all had those feelings, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, or at least I definitely was not where I wanted to be at 30, where, or at least where I thought I would be at 30. And so, but it was just so hammered. I was like, I can't anymore. Well, But I really, really enjoyed Andrew Garfield's performance. I
0: thought he did a really good job with what he had.
1: And it was surprising to me.
0: I think – so my thing was I was like – again, I – and this is my own experience with it. It got bogged down in the like, am I only supposed to care about this character because in the very beginning you have told me this is somewhat of importance – because if i had just gone to see tick tick boom what i assume was the you know the source material of tick tick boom at a at a show you know at, on stage or whatever i would've been like this character's such a selfish asshole you know like he's a jerk to his girlfriend he's like you know yes he shows up for his friends sometimes when they're in like super dire circumstances but I don't care that you're turning 30 because like, yeah, you haven't accomplished things, but you're also a dick. So, you know, you're super self-absorbed. You're all these things. Maybe he's not a dick, but he's, you know, he's just not, he's so self-absorbed. And I, I did not relate to the character. Now, again, separating out Andrew Garfield's performance from the character itself, I was just like, I don't think anybody could have made me particularly like this guy. And I also don't feel like his arc within Tick, Tick, Boom is a satisfying one but then the movie jams all this extra stuff on it's like but then he went on to do these things but he is like you know the the character in jonathan larson's tick tick boom is named john so it's like okay well yeah it's semi-autobiographical all this stuff but then they they're like and then it morphs from john to jonathan at the end and they're like by the way he wrote this smash hit musical that like changed the way people saw this and i'm like you are uh, unfairly tacking this on in order to i think milk more emotion out of us And had you done just a pure adaptation, I don't think I would have walked away from this half as generous as I felt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fair point because I would say, yeah, it's like the accolades that belong to this, this person make it so that you're by default supposed to be interested in how they got there Mm -hmm. because yeah, I mean, I thought that while watching it too, in ways where I was like, man, this is that annoying, struggling artist who thinks the world owes them something. And mm-hmm. I get that he has some call creative geniuses or whatever you want to call them, like in his head that he like it's he's a tortured artist in a way. But it's that thing where there are so many people, especially like here in LA and everyone wanted to be an actor, or wanted to be a this or, a, you know, singer, all these things. I mean, I want to be in the film industry. It's like all these people that want to do these things that are hard to get into. It's like you get that kind of you you see you meet people like that, right? Who are just like the tortured yeah. like artists, whatever. And then they also think they're too good for the nine to five to get by. They'll wait tables and they'll complain about it endlessly. But he had like a shoe into this marketing job. And I get they, that, that one thing he went to, they were marketing something that was terrible for people. But it yeah. was a thing where it was like, he was so snobby about mm-hmm. being above it. And like, he she shouldn't have to do that. But it's like, he's pissed when his power is turned off. And it's yeah. like, you're, you're well, not.
1: When he was, sm- yeah, that's the thing is when he was berating that lady for the electric, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, as someone who... He works in a diner, and he has no empathy for someone who's answering an after-hours phone number when he knows that he didn't pay his bill forever.
0: Yeah. that The entitlement to be like, oh, but I did this thing. Like, make an exception for me. But I my, my, we'll fix it my right musical tomorrow. Like, is no, you had a million like... chances. At... Right, right. Yeah, like the dude on the other end of the phone cares about your, uh-huh. your person. You're not even – yeah, I just – And then – you know, I
1: really didn't like that. And, and of course we were only really supposed to care about him, I think, because no one else was well-rounded. Right. So like his right. girlfriend was just the perfect accessory. She didn't really, you know, have a personality beyond not being, wanting to be poor anymore, I guess. And, and same with all his other friends are basically sort of accessories in his life. It wasn't like mm-hmm. anyone had any interesting growth or
0: yeah, or if they did, it was so one-dimensional, right? It's like, you know, the the friend played by Robin DeJesus, it's like, oh, well, his his growth comes from his HIV status. It's like, okay, yeah, obviously that is a huge thing that a person would be dealing with, but it it just came out of nowhere, it felt like, at the end, and, like, you know, I don't know, it just... It, it, well,
2: and pretty much all the side characters, like we're talking about, for the most part, and maybe I was just doing this, like, and I shouldn't have been, but I was just looking at all of their characterizations, which weren't much, but the ones that they Mm -hmm. had and just immediately connecting them to all the different characters in rent Rent being like, Oh, so you wrote this about your life. (laughs) You know, like you were like, it was, but it was like, it was like
1: like, rent is such a better version of this story to be, you know, which is, I I think the, the the point, I guess. Yeah. 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 But
2: then it's like, why are we making this?
1: But then it's just kind of like, we didn't need to make it. Like, it's not, you know, but I enjoyed myself fine. I just, I don't think it's like nothing. I'll watch all that often or anything. I, don't, I can't even I can't Never even pro- promise I'll watch it again. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I tried to evaluate it as okay. Well, how is it as an adaptation from stage to screen? Because you know we've seen a, several of those in the last year and a half or whatever it is. And I was like, I almost feel like this is not done favors by being adapted to like the movie part of it. Because thinking about the fact, like you know when he's doing the the black box theater monologue versions of it right and doing some of the narration he's talking about like Stephen Sondheim and stuff like that I'm like okay I could imagine if I'm sitting in a theater and like you know absorbing this and the actor's very good and like the storytelling of it being like wow that's crazy Stephen Hunt and Sondheim blah, blah blah but then to actually see a manifestation of Stephen Sondheim who we're supposed to believe is actually Stephen Sondheim show up to these things and be so like you're so great Jonathan Like, I was just like this is just such like wish fulfillment. Yeah. And yes, I know it actually happened, which is wild, but it just didn't sit quite right. No, I agree, people. actually. I do think like the three person
1: play would be because that's the part that I those parts that I like the most, actually, mm-hmm. were Andrew Garfield with the mic. And it was Vanessa Hudgens and yeah. Henry. Um, what's his name? Joshua Henry? Henry. Joshua Henry. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he was from Hamilton. One of the casts that I actually saw. And he played Burr. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. Um, So I follow him on Instagram. So I was excited to see him get
0: work. But also, I thought he did well. Yeah. Well, I was like to say, it was funny because like the diner scene or whatever was just half the cast of Hamilton, half of Broadway was in there. I was like, this is their like, wish fulfillment dream sequence. There was, I was a lot I was of happy Broadway for, Easter eggs, which yeah, was fun. I was like, you know, happy for Lin-Manuel that he got that moment of this. Yeah.
2: My question not was bad. kind of about that, which I'm glad you said that, because I was going to say, do we, being that we all, I think, agreed that like this character did not come off super likable, and was kind of like, Hah. do we think that Lynn manuel or anyone else kind of involved in doing this or wanting to tell the story, like do we think that they feel that he came off really likable, and do we think that if that's the case, Ooh. that it's the journey, similar head journeys that they've had themselves as these artists trying to make it big and eventually like you look at hamilton and it's like he gets on the map like crazy well with hamilton had done in the heights and i know people knew of him that i had seen that didn't even know his name you know until i hamilton came out started hearing his name more and then being like oh i saw that show i didn't know that was him like you know because it's like i see a lot of shows where i don't know who created it but I just mean, do we think that there's like a, a bit of self-reflection that's mm-hmm. kind of going on mm-hmm. in telling the story? And do they agree with the character? You know what I mean, in ways?
0: So I think the difference between... yeah, Yes, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda and anyone else probably also sees like parallels of themselves in this. But I do think that there's, you know, complicating factor in that this is an autobiographical musical from Jonathan Larson, right? Like he named the character John. It's basically him. And so I... I mean, actually, probably... You know, Broadway people are drawn to this story anyway because they like Jonathan Larson. I don't know if they're able to separate out that like his success is probably influencing that, but I don't think it's quite the same as like Lin Manuel Miranda's rise to success. Or oh no, oh no, no, In the Heights is not autobiographical. You know, it, it heavily draws from his life, but he didn't win the lottery at some point. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure he. I I, I don't think they find him as maybe off putting as the rest. Some of us might. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I could see that. Because
0: of their admiration for him.
2: Right. But I think, yeah, it's a good point you brought up just because it's like I hadn't really... I was thinking about how I I wasn't really fond of his character in a lot of ways, but I hadn't been thinking about the fact that the entirety of the emotional arc of it kind of hinged on the fact that we know he's well-known for something that is popular. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, like, I truly
0: wonder like, if, if, you know, I, I, maybe this is the case. We, we don't know. But it, like if Lin-Manuel had seen Tick, Tick, Boom in... Uh, when it was it's the first run or whatever, like, would he have been like, this is amazing. But it, it seems like people thought it was good enough and enjoyed him enough and like Jonathan Larson enough to make Rent eventually, right? Like he, you know, people were rooting for him. So they saw something that we aren't seeing in this adaptation.
1: Well, because yeah. we've seen Rent. <laughs> so like <laughs> if we had seen Tick, Tick, Boom before we had seen Rent, like who mm-hmm. knows if it would have been a better film to us, you know, but because it's sort of a look a low rent version of rent (laughs) um you know with less fleshed out characters but you know all that good stuff it's like oh okay well yeah
2: i think i think in a post-rent world too it's like forget who he is as a person not that we should do that but you know forget who he is as a person and think about okay they're sitting there in these songs that he's writing and they do sound different than what we had been hearing in broadway musicals at that time right Mm -hmm. it's like someone, in, you know, Soderheim, but like whoever else was like recognizing that there was a vision here that was mm-hmm. different and was like, oh, this is fresh. But it was not easy to stomach at first because it was kind of probably a cheap version of Broadway <laughs> to people. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, there's there's all those things to, that come into a play here I mean, as well.
0: It's so funny because like the biggest song in, in, in the biggest sequence we get is Sunday, which is, uh, you know, an ode to Sondheim. Within the original musical as well, I was reading about that and I was just like, "Sondheim is. I really don't like him a lot of the time. <laughs> like some yeah, of my least mean, favorite musicals are Sondheim
1: musicals. I, he's I definitely not my favorite musical person. Um, but I, but I will, yeah, he's a taste, and and yeah. that's fine. But I can see that like if he was the pinnacle of success at the time, that you know, tick Tip boom was possibly getting greenlit. I can understand why folks would be like, uh, this is odd. Yeah. But in, you know,
0: in a post-rent world,
1: you know, we get things like Wicked and, you know.
0: Yeah. You know who really hates Sondheim is uh, Catherine. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. We we went to like a musical tribute thing. I, I can't remember. Or, you know, NYU had put on some 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 big arts thing that like students could buy like cheap tickets to that was like a fundraiser for, for that bunch of celebrities who were on we were like in the nosebleeds and i just remember they did finishing the hat from sunday in the park with george and she like she almost walked out. In
1: that moment. <laughs> sunday with really- george is the weirdest musical
0: it's so but not only that the, my other sondheim story this is slightly a tangent but i remember when i was in high school the, the theater class decided to do company which I don't know if you two know anything about. No. Okay. I've heard
2: it's, the word, the name, but I- I know
0: it's one of his, but I don't know much more than that. It's also like a semi-midlife crisis musical about a dude who's like not ready to be in a relationship or marriage and everyone else is like a married couple who are his friends and he's a bunch of girlfriends. I was like, what? How can a bunch of high schoolers emotionally, <laughs> like how do you expect- a bunch of, like, you know, 15 through 18-year-olds or whatever it is to, to relate to even Sondheim's company.
2: It's so random. It was enough. just,
0: it was such, like, a, such a bizarro, bizarro choice. Anyway.
2: Yeah, it's, he's, he's, uh, you yeah, know, he's a taste, like I said. I mean, like, I remember, I, it might have been with you, Jackie, but it might have been before our, before our time together. But I remember seeing <laughs> a production of Into the Woods. And I remember thinking oh, it was hysterical. Like, I remember laughing and, like, whatever. And then I, I have remember. Seen, it, it, uh, yeah, I have well, seen it allowed a me really to,
1: good. Uh, same. I think we went to the same one because I remember thinking it was, like, a really great musical
2: and really funny. It was and so. Really I was good. laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it allowed me to kind of look forward to the movie, which, uh, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So even a even a choice?
2: Even mm-hmm. certain castings aside. I couldn't find a single song I enjoyed, even if it was sung nicely. And I was like, "What was I?" I don't know if I saw this. Like, I was like, "Did I see something that was like?" And
1: the thing is, is the, the version I we saw I
2: was if
1: if, if, we're, if we're remembering the same thing, it was like a random community theater, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was like like Saratoga Community Theater. It was like some. It wasn't like San Jose or anything. Like we were talking like a weird suburb community theater <laughs> production yeah. of into the woods. And some, and this is before we we were good kids. We didn't, we wouldn't, we didn't sink in any alcohol or drugs or anything. Okay, I want to mm-hmm. say that like back in the day we we didn't do that. And we, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Yeah, and then I watched the movie, and it was just an entirely different experience.
0: Although, admi- so... I don't know if this is the right one to pick about like the mo- that movie in particular. You know, yes. no, that
2: movie in particular is a disaster. But I just mean yeah. like. Even when, well, when watched it. Who
0: doesn't love Sweeney Todd tried, to some
2: to degree,
1: get, you know? I don't.
2: There, there are things, but, <laughs> but, but like, getting – I've tried Into the Woods twice. I watched it through once in the theaters, and I did try it again years later randomly at home. So I was like, oh, why not? But even with the songs that are, like, not good renditions of these, whatever, it's, like, I still was, like, I can't even think of a jingle in here that I enjoy. Like, yeah. I was just – what is going on here? Like, I was just – it's no enjoyment at all. I, so it's just a weird contrast. You know? Yeah,
0: like, you know – even if we don't personally love Sondheim, like I have to respect his, mm-hmm. you know, contributions to mm-hmm. musical theater and all that stuff. And we we will certainly have another Sondheim mm-hmm. production this year because we got West Side Story coming up. But
2: well, many people are not cannot be completely wrong. Like there's not like there's no merit, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah,
0: like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's something
2: there, and I respect it. I just it's not usually for me.
0: But then it's like, oh, okay, not only that, then you're diluting it down because it's somebody doing a tribute to Sondheim and then all this you know it's just like I was like this is this is a lot this is a lot happening and then when all the Broadway stars like pop up and I was like okay just have your moment I'm happy for you I like Lin-Manuel Miranda like I'm happy for him and that people are enjoying it again much like Ghostbusters I'm like do your thing pay your tributes this is just absolutely not for me
2: yeah listen he told you know a, co- a relatively cohesive story it was you know it could have been a lot I better even know but, if it was... that, but
0: he, he, he adapted the source material
2: yeah and and, you know there's but I mean he when you're talking like yeah source material but it's like cutting back and forth between the one man show or three three people show versus like the autobiographical parts and whatever and kind of and he he did it in a way that like okay it made sense I wasn't confused about what was going on so I was like okay he made a film and I'm (laughs) but you know so that's that's me trying not to sound shady I'm not I don't I think the man's very talented, and it's like, okay, he can add filmmaker to his list of, like, I am able to do this. Yeah, I think he did
1: all, a good job know. directing it. I don't know that this is the musical for me, but I think it was well put together, you know, and and he did get as much emotion out of those scenes as possible. It's just that the characters were fairly one-dimensional.
0: Yeah, and, and like, I didn't realize Andrew Garfield could sing. I don't think Andrew Garfield knew Andrew Garfield could sing. I was like, good you job. He sounded pretty and good. I was very yeah. surprised by that, yeah. You know, you know who was an outstanding moment for me was our dear Vanessa Hudgens when they're doing that like heady, like sitting on a stool. I was like, oh, I for- I forgot that she got famous because she was in a musical thing. You yeah. know, like I mm-hmm. forget that High School Musical is a music because I never I've never actually seen it or it's like a real film. I've never yeah. seen it either. <laughs> well, I've relatable. never <laughs> seen it either because it was oh, just no. Was Do after we have us. to
1: add it to the? Oh no, Please. I don't know. No, I, I can't. I I'm not
0: sure. Um. <laughs> I feel like we like her but not that much uh i mean i, I, mean, I did watch princess it. yeah
1: yeah i mean whatever i haven't i haven't seen it so it's one of those things
0: three vanessa hudgens are fine but vanessa hudgens in high school musical not fine i don't know i don't i, I don't fine. know uh, yeah well but we, i haven't okay. seen we, we, it. We i don't
1: remember right it yeah. we don't we don't
0: have to uh yeah
1: we're not making commitments
0: we're not making yeah all right so did we go over it would you recommend would you not is there someone you'd recommend this to
2: Uh, I did text my friend about it. Mm
0: -hmm. I have friends that are
1: really obsessed with Rent. It's like their favorite music of all time. It's like you know, like a whole thing, and so they will be obsessed with this.
2: Mm. I have a Rent friend and a couple of Hamilton friends that that love Lin Manuel and like would be interested in seeing what he directed. So it's you know, okay, that's fair. Yeah, he could sneeze in a paper towel or napkin, and they would (laughs) want it. Like that kind of people. Got it. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think yes, I would recommend this too. Maybe not Hamiltonians, but, like, Rent fans for sure. This is certainly not the gateway musical for people. I would absolutely not. (laughs) I would be Um, shocked if it became a hit of any sort, but I think it was a
1: well-done film. So if you have any interest in, you know, that time period or that kind of thing, then it's worth
0: watching. Yeah, I... I did think it was funny because, you know, this movie came out last week and if we we have not 100% confirmation whatever it is, you know, but Andrew Garfield, all the news about Andrew Garfield last week was just about Spider-Man. Even though he had an actual know. movie he was starring in coming out. It was like Spider-Man, Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man trailer, and I was like
2: he said to uh Two, like uh press, you know, moments recently and it's always been asking about Spider-Man, but it's like no, I'm in that eyes of Tammy Faye and now I'm in this and it's like nope. So are Spider-Man. Yeah. But are you in Spider-Man?
0: They
1: only care they only care about that. Yeah. Are you invisibly punching someone in the face? Well like,
2: it's yeah. like not to shade MCU because we all know it we love it whatever but he's over here trying to be like an actor and, yeah. <laughs> and they're like but are you in Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like you leave this out. Alone. But, <laughs> like, but really
1: are you in Spider-Man? When are you in Spider-Man?
0: <laughs> How Spider-Man do you Spider-Man?
2: Yeah.
0: It's very spidery. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this our last thing, we had a very busy week, and it's It's just getting busier from here. But the last mm-hmm. thing we have is Wheel of Time, Amazon Prime. Have you two read the books?
2: Wheel of Time, Amazon Prime. Wheel, I have read wheel.
0: four of the books. Okay.
2: I, I think I – Well, actually, I, I think like, I
1: stopped in the middle of four. Maybe. Okay.
2: When I was younger, like young, younger, I read a book, and I think <laughs> – I, well, nothing of
0: you've just read one
2: book <laughs> one time yeah. uh, and I will time existed no i read yeah. one i was reading one of them and i was telling jackie i actually don't know if i finished it or not but i definitely didn't care enough to keep going but i because i only read the one i know i didn't read more than one if i read it all the yeah way uh, i was like I'm a, in- a teenager early teenager
0: yeah, yeah i i'm in the same boat as jackie where i read three or four of them i was reading them at the same time as game of thrones as well so it was like i needed a br- i would make need a break from one fantasy series so i'd pick the other one up and then i was just like i'm very confused <laughs> so yeah. i abandoned eye of the world and, and wheel of time and and went with just game of thrones and never went back to it and have not been tempted since but now having seen this i am because i i don't remember any of it like i did not i don't I did I remember know. some things,
1: which is funny because, like, I just remember I thought the Aes Sedai were really cool and that I couldn't understand why they weren't, like, more we're of the, the plot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I only wanted – I only cared about them and I didn't care mm-hmm. about this dragon thing because it seems stupid and who cares. And, yeah. So that's – but I didn't remember a lot of the plot. If if, if it was true, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe I, it wasn't. It sounds like they have – it sounds like they've made a lot of changes. Is what it comes down to. That Did makes we sense. enjoy it?
1: <laughs> I won't say that I'm like all the way in necessarily. And there were like parts of it got long, and a lot of it is very like copycat and and stuff. But I enjoyed myself enough that I I got through all four, three fairly easily, and probably will watch the next one.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, I uh, I I totally enjoyed it, and I'll definitely watch the next one. I think it's like. Holy Lord of the Rings! Oh my God! Really blatant. And it couldn't. Like, it could be more. Like, I'm like, like
1: parts of it, I was just well, like, just, they literally stole visuals from Lord of the Rings films. It feels like, in like they're some trying
2: of it. so hard, like cinematography down to like mm-hmm. like the some whole thing. Was just like, and, and there's like there are lines. I do remember the books being very touching,
1: like, though. So it was like, okay, I think. Well, yeah, and most high I fantasy, think one
2: is a fan, and so yeah most high fantasy post Tolkien days is very Tolkien I mean even Harry Potter is guilty of a lot of Tolkien ripoffs and it's like okay totally fine but it's just something where like in the show they were very oh my god they were clearly referencing
1: Lord of the Rings yeah very visually very because there's there's Tolkien
2: I was there's Tolkien and then like there's Tolkien Middle Earth stuff and then there's peter jackson philip aboynes watch walsh like Tolkien, and that's what this was and so mm-hmm. yeah there were things like the imagery and stuff where you know they are very they those they told a very faithful in a lot of ways wonderful in my opinion Tolkien story but they put their own flair on it and they put the new zealand into it they put things into it and this was that i mean even down to like when Roseman pike i mean even just the way she starts it and is trying to sound like kate Buncha as glad i was you know, like oh this is god. such a galadriel and,
1: moment and then honestly and she, she like was a, doing galadriel voice the whole time yeah. which i'm not mm-hmm. opposed to of course yeah she's a know? line at
2: the end of it about like legend turning the myth and blah, blah blah and i was like oh my god stop yeah. <laughs> and even like when she's like riding on the horse and there's shots of her riding and she's in this cloak and it's like she looks like Arwen writing Asfaloth, and it's like well, and it's blue, like,
1: and they're in that field, sort of, and she's got one hand tucked in, and I was like, I.
2: And then we're I mean, Trace, but, Trace of course, these Trollocs, Euro- and it's, it's just it, like, yeah. but and it's like that, look- the Black Rider, and it's screeching, and like all the, I was like, oh my god! But all that being said, I found it incredibly easy to watch, except for like the first like twenty to thirty minutes of the first one, I was really kind of bored until. The story seemed to kind of like okay, I, okay, I get where we're going now. But the second and the third, I I was pretty entertained, and I'm I, I already told my sister to watch it.
0: I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little surprised by these reactions. I thought you were both <laughs> gonna hate it. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: I, uh, I I mean I hate Rand. He's such, but I hated him oh, in the books gosh. too. And I I you Is know, he- and he, and he's more of a main character in the books. So in some ways, the show, or at least. Maybe it only felt like that. I'm actually I'm no, not going to say with any confidence I have memory of the book. But I will say that, like, I hated Rand so much in the books. And he did not. I mean, he's still annoying in this. And I don't think he's ever going to be a character I enjoy. Um, but they put the spotlight and gave kind of deeper stories to some of the other characters. Because, like, Perrin, for example, definitely doesn't have a wife in the books that I read. And so he doesn't kill his own wife or anything in mm-hmm. the books. And I think that was kind of an interesting sort of twist to his character slash giving him a little bit more to go on, you know?
0: Yeah. I So I don't, as I said, I don't remember much of the books, but I, I do remember Rand being a more central character. And I was messaging a friend who is very well versed in Wheel of Time stuff. And I was like, was Rand always such a turd? Like, because I don't remember him being yeah. such a just an annoying whiny character. I don't even know if he's whiny, but I've just decided that he's whiny to me, and therefore that is what he is. I don't know if it's just because I was trying to reference back to a book that I don't remember, or what if I was feeling ungenerous. But I didn't hate it, but I was like, this feels cheap to me, even though they clearly spent a lot of money, and it had me worried for what Lord of the Rings is going to be. Well, the effects were terrible, but that you know, but but also the, like the acting was not. Great <laughs> to me, at least.
2: Yeah. What's interesting is I don't, ha- I'm not hating Rand. I'm not good in that. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I'm not hating anybody, but I'm finding him more interesting than a couple of them for sure, as far as the five, you know, kids go. I'm not kids, but you know.
0: Well, they're supposed to be pretty much like the young And they look,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I find um, him annoying, but it's one of those things where it's like he's a little, he's definitely less annoying in this than he was in the books, because in the books, he just wants to go home the whole time he's just like i want to go home i should go home mm-hmm. let's go home i want to go home just like all day all, every day and it, and like i was just kind of like just go fucking home no one cares <laughs> do what you need to do it's fine just die but in this version <laughs> they gave them a little more autonomy and just because she was like fuck it what stay here then you know yeah. whereas i in the books and and that's the thing is maybe i just don't remember it but I don't remember them really having much of a choice in me wanting to strangle Rand because he just wanted to go home the whole time, and then what's how do you pronounce her name? The um his girlfriend
2: Ergwine or er, or Oh Egwene. 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 Egwene 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 I think I think Egwene, Egwene. Egwene is right.
1: Yeah, I think Egwene. it's Egwene. Egwene, he's he's a little entitled to her in this, but he was much more butt hurt and rude to her mm-hmm. in the books because in this one he forgives her by you know episode three and so we're you know friends again or whatever and it's like but in in that one they weren't sleeping it was, this is 100 percent sexier there was no sex in the ones mm-hmm. that i read and so they weren't even together but he was mad at her for choosing to want to talk to the wind or whatever and so it's it, like slight little ch- changes like that Make it make more sense, right? Because if they have a deeper relationship and he's already planning a future with her and she suddenly decides to do something else, it's like, okay, I get why you're angry and why you would, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, in the books, it it wasn't that clear, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: What's interesting to me here is I feel like, obviously, it's like, okay, we're, I'm assuming we'll find out which one is the dragon reborn or whatever I mean, you're calling that. In the four books but-
1: I read, we did not know yet.
2: Okay, well, I'm assuming that, that the story's going there at some point, right? Like that's where we'll eventually get to. Yes. But it feels apparent to me that at least e- e- Egwene, at least, at least her, but I feel like actually both girls are probably more... I feel like the boys, one of them might be the dragon, and then the girls are going to just be witches. Like, I don't know, because it just feels like that they're they're possessing... Abilities and stuff, and the wind thing, and like that could lead them to being these people. So, I don't feel like they're gonna be the dragons, but I don't know.
0: Oh, well, the dragon reborn is always a man, like it's it's oh, it it's always man, be. but then yeah, yeah. No, she if said, she it's said it, I think it could be a
2: woman, it could be. She said is it's she? one of you, yeah, no, yeah, it is. And and
0: what what I'm saying very... is that that's that's the difference between the books because the whole point oh, okay. of it is that, like, it's yeah, I remember to be... that,
1: but in her opening Galadriel. There was a time, you know, <laughs> each. Yeah. She she said she didn't know if it was born in the body of a, a man or a woman. Oh, so I remember be, that, but I just she said it's I, one of
2: you to all five of them, and was yeah, like, and so with me.
1: But in 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 the books, Dana, I remember this also because I remember I was like, oh, that's interesting. They changed that, but cool. Uh-huh. Um, because in. In the books, she just joins them so she can go to the ivory tower to train because she wants to be nice to die. Or she has the talent to be nice to die, so they took her with her. It wasn't like she was an apprentice to anyone or anything like that. that. So it's very different.
2: That's interesting because to me in the show, unless I'm tapping into some knowledge from when I read a long time ago that I don't remember, but like to me in the show, it seems very apparent that it's going to be one of the boys, (laughs) even though I saw that when she says it could be any of you. Mm-hmm. but it's interesting that you say in the books it's one of the boys or it's like it, I, it can't you know so it's just like okay then it's like i not think really we'll get an- of, yeah you know?
0: i think we'll get the answer of who the because the, the book does settle that pretty early
2: yeah, yeah. oh does it uh, I don't even remember.
0: yeah yeah
2: well you probably just Our... not care about the plot line you were like whatever yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know,
0: yeah really? it's, i mean it's, it's, <laughs> like, I feel like
1: it's like there's a plot i don't though. care about i definitely don't remember yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I'm just reading that apparently in an interview Robert Jordan said Intentionally he wanted the early chapters to be The Shire and Middle Earth and like You know yeah, to, two so rivers And I'm okay
2: the river, like, Yeah the crossing thing.
0: the river
1: With yeah. them like it was all very the same And it was like they met at a, a Bar you know like, there's
0: a lot but yeah, I'm okay with
2: certain things Things like that to me are distracting But I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay with obviously taking like inspirations and stuff but plot like actual points of interest in this in the plot that like what's happening that are so directly the same thing it kind of removes the suspense for me and it feels annoying it's like oh my god think of a different idea but i'm still enjoying it oh yeah when I, I, they, they were like, there the was point? like
0: a lot of criticism not criticism but they were like this is lord of the rings as you know when the books yeah. came out and he was like maybe
2: maybe listen If I wrote a high, I would never write a high fantasy series because I would never be able to not be equating everything to Tolkien. I'm obsessed with Tolkien. So it's like, I, you know, I get it. But, uh, but yeah, it's just some of it's just so glaring that I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. I like, and this is also, I mean, it's funny that the books are like that because a lot of the stuff I'm talking about, yes, story wise, but like visually. So it's like the writer is very like, I want Tolkien. And then the filmmakers here, the showmakers are very. Clearly, Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I liked it because uh, it was
1: very visually the same.
2: Yeah, like so much of it is like so similar. It's
1: almost like they just went to like the costume designers and the set designers. Are like, oh. hey have
2: you
0: seen? Lord I of feel rings? like they just borrowed. No, I feel like yeah. they're like, hey, do you have any leftover I... footage? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, can we borrow like a couple cloaks? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just the clo- like some background cloaks. It's fun- you know, it doesn't have to be the hero cloaks.
2: <laughs> totally. Well, and even, even what I was going to say is even structurally, as far as how the episodes are laid out, it's very, and I like this about them, but do you notice each one has like a little, it's not, but I'm going to call it a little like short film kind of mm-hmm. exciting, kind of intense thing at the opening, which a lot of shows do this, like a cold open, of course, but it has like a little thing that's like a, a moment to watch whatever that's like creating intrigue and then it goes to the title and then we get back to the story mm, yeah and it's like that's what lord of the rings does <laughs> every <laughs> single one of them is like that and like it's like the second one here we we go back we flash back but we see how the one girl escaped the the trolloc thing or whatever mm. trolloc
0: yeah trolloc
2: we see how yeah. she escaped and i thought it was a good scene it was tense and i was like oh i was holding my breath even though i knew she escaped because we saw but that was kind of like Gandalf and the Balrog. And then we go into the third one. It was like, and I'm thinking of yeah. Gollum and Spinkle at the beginning. I just, it was very structurally, it was very similar, but it's, it kept me entertained that it's like a model that works. So I'm like, well, yeah, you know, more power yeah. to you, I guess.
0: Wow. Sorry. Somebody has already been replaced. <laughs> so they got renewed for a season two already ahead of season one premiering. And one of the actors has already been replaced for season two. Who? Matt. Not Why you, Matt, obviously. i have replace him. They won't say. That's what I was trying to find. <laughs> Ooh, he must have done something bad. Yeah, I was like, ugh. Oh, that's not good. And you do like, yeah, that one, there's just like no info on it that they had to recast. I um, mean, his character was sort of the least compelling. Yeah, but it's, that's very, that's awkward. Speaking of casting, I have to say, when Lan showed up, I was like, what the what? Who is that? <laughs> like, who is this person? Why have I never who? seen them before? the The warder for Roseman Pike, oh, the yeah. the Asian dude, or the Hoppa mm-hmm. dude. Technically, I was just like, "Hello, who are you? Where have you been?" <laughs> I know, and they didn't explain it very
1: well either. They, it took it took them a couple episodes to explain what his purpose was as her like
2: little Isodai helper. Yeah, I, I like him. I want more from him.
0: Yes. Also, I'm like, it's he's the only other adult on the show. Yeah, I know everyone's actually yeah. an adult, but it just feels like. Rosemond pike's character is just so like yeah the lore and things and galadriel and this is a character i'm like well Go on.
2: i mean <laughs> even the rules with like the magic is like she's so the rules of how oh, it's like the one about. ring
1: like the one power they keep
2: saying <laughs> yeah Well, oh, when they're saying that the um well obviously the, the dark whatever but like the um what are they called the isadai the,
0: the isadai isadai
2: the rules that they were talking about with how it's like oh this ma- mi- magical mythical world but and there's magic but only a few are allowed to like wield it or like chosen or whatever that's the rules for how the wizards are and in Tolkien whatever and so she's like Gandalf in the in the story but then she had some Strider role a little bit and then she's she's honestly like Glorfindel who's the books that Arwen takes over his role in the movies but she's very that character in like the elves in that way it's just very reminiscent but she's such a wizard yeah, <laughs> which I yeah, like, I mean you know? she's doing she's yeah. doing a
0: lot she's doing a lot is yeah, really what it comes
2: she's down to. She's encompassing a lot of roles. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I, she's not my favorite. I remember liking her in the books, but I'm not loving Rosamund Pike's Well,
2: version. it's kind of it's kind of annoying that she already got, you know, stabbed by the Morgul Blade this early on. <laughs> and that and we, we had to
0: find King's Foil and, you know. Mm,
2: yeah, and the King's Foil's not working, but it's it's kind of annoying that, like, she's already out of commission. I know she'll be back, I'm sure, but it happened kind of early on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's so where I kind of wanted yeah, more. Yeah, it did. and
1: I, And so far around. she hasn't really shown as much yet yeah. so hopefully she when she starts being a character and less of an oracle
2: then mm-hmm. it'll be exciting you know that's true. Yeah. yeah no i think it'll i think it'll be cool but i don't know i'm i'm not oh this is my new favorite show or anything but i i'm looking forward to seeing what the next episode is i thought it was a pretty strong little batch First, yeah. you know something i didn't know what it was about I had kind fun. of going in blind
0: yeah, all right that's fair i i have like a morbid curiosity of how it's going to play out but it's definitely not I felt like it could have gone two ways. You know, obviously they're gonna be like, "This is the greatest show ever. This is my like Game of Thrones replacement. This is whatever it is." And then, but I guess it could have gone three ways. You know, I could have been like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Holy shit! I'm canceling Amazon Prime." But I'm I'm sort of somewhere in the middle of like, "Oh, okay. They, you know, they're trying.
2: Could Definitely have been like, trying. This is, this is Shadow and Bone." No, oh, the thing that's is, true. The thing is, is I think when you what you said about the Game of Thrones thing, which is like it's it's accurate in that these all of these services are just like. And I get it. I don't think that they shouldn't be trying, but like they're all just, like, climbing on, on top of each other trying to get the next Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones happened because Lord of the Rings was so successful, I think. And Game of Thrones changed the, the name of TV streaming yeah. in a lot of ways, and now everyone's just, like, trying to reinvent that fire. And it's like, no, the thing is, is, like, Game of Thrones when I say it happened because of Lord of the Rings, I think Lord of the Rings put, put this kind of high fantasy in film in like a, a level of success to the to the, the grander audience. I yeah, cool well, commercial that, that success seen, too, right? right? Commercial like, success yeah. in a way that made an appetite for Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones took it a level further where there are people that don't care about fantasy at all that love Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because of the political intrigue about it. So it, it really, you know, it has that element. And they were smart enough to make it a show and the quality's great and all this, you know. And now everyone's just trying to make their version of Game of Thrones. And it's just not. uh...
0: I think the the thing about Game of Thrones is, you know, it's a it's challenging material to adapt, but I do think it was very adaptable. And I would actually say same for Lord of the Rings, if you do it right. Wheel of Time is a very, very challenging thing to adapt. It's 14 books. They're like 700 pages each. You know, it's possibly giving you the next 14 plus years worth of content, or you are going to have to cut, make a lot of like changes to it, which not a bad thing necessarily, but it's not the easiest, I I wouldn't have picked it as like the easiest thing to adapt.
2: Especially when you are doing a new Lord of the Rings show. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's not like, yes, it absolutely has like name recognition amongst a certain crowd, but I don't know if everyone was like, oh my God, Robert Jordan's being adapted the wheel of time. You know, like it's not, it's not the same.
2: And aside reach. from, like, Rosamund Pike, who I don't even know if she's actually a much of a household name or if I just happen oh, to like I think her, so. yeah. it's, like, there's not really a huge amount of star power there. I mean, there are people that are okay in it and decent, but, like, they could be great, but there's not a lot of intrigue there either, you know? No,
0: yeah, she is, she is the, I would say, the She's one. the draw. Yeah.
2: And usually she's not the main character. Well, she has been main character movies, but most movies that I like of her, she's usually not the main character.
0: Yeah, well, no, <laughs> so, or she's the main character, but it's, like, a super indie film. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's got, she's taken, she's had a lot of good, you know, Yeah, I, I really,
2: really, really like her, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah, but she's I, not.
1: She's I, not like I do genuinely like
0: her. I just don't know that my,
1: like, if I said the name Rosamund Pike to my parents, if it would mean anything to them. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Whereas, like, most of my movie friends would be like,
0: oh, yeah. You
1: know.
2: Oh, it's Jane and Pride and Prejudice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, she's in Gone Girl. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. She was great in gone girl and then we watched the one last year right earlier this year yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. what's it called i care a lot oh yeah yeah i mean she's i've seen her in a bunch of stuff the last few years it's just yeah a lot of it has kind of
2: hit or miss stuff it's not yeah she hasn't really found her thing where it's like oh yeah that's her franchise type of or that's her movie that's like oh she's you know it's like kind of random stuff wow her first
0: feature film was die another day
2: I did know that, actually, only because I saw it when we were looking at, I forgot, but I saw it when we were looking at James Bond stuff.
0: Wow. That's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good for her. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Well, it sounds like you've already recommended uh, Wheel of Time to other folks. So.
2: Yeah, I did my sister because, you know, she, she loves Lord of the Rings also, and, like, she likes fantasy stuff. Like, she found The Witcher enjoyable. I, I thought The Witcher was fine. I think this is probably a similar level as The Witcher for me as far as, like, I was intrigued enough. You know, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it, but I'm not like dying and salivating at the mouth for what happens next. But I'm like, okay, cool, and so she can do this. I think she watched Shadow and Bone. Like she like can get all of involved. it. Mm-hmm. I think she. Oh did. God, what? she really likes Ben Barnes, so she's got like a thing for him.
0: Ugh, I don't. Um, care. That's not. <laughs>
2: well, no, I mean, I'm just saying. But then no, I I'm saying there's also, other things
0: that are you don't suffer as much that you could just. Watch oh yeah, and- she's
2: <laughs> she's done those, but I I just mean like you know I think that was her like. Probably that was her, her, her yeah, gateway into it, and then uh-huh. she probably liked it enough to just finish it because she's like, eh. oh. well, "She like, no, she
0: stuff. has, she has terrible taste sometimes, so <laughs> you
2: know, so yeah, so I recommend it." Yeah, no, her, I so mean, I, I recommend it.
1: I think it's fun, and
0: I'm enjoying myself, and we'll see how what happens. Yeah, I do want to see what happens, but it's also part of me is like, this is the same thing that happened with Dune, where I'm like, I just kind of want to read read the book, yeah. but now mm-hmm. now I have these characters visualized in my head. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. Those these aren't who I, but I do I do like. I think my last thought on it is like I do like that it is not just white casting. Yeah. You know that they like made that. a point mm-hmm. to make it diverse and not comment on it and it's just what it is. And I was like, all right. Well, in it the it books very... the two rivers are very like a melting pot. They talk about that a lot. Mm. Do they? I don't remember that. Well, maybe more credit is due to the books than the film or the show itself.
2: Maybe, <laughs> but but they still did. It I don't know that nice, they were each in like...
1: I don't I don't remember that any of them were people of color though. I mean, mm. In the sense that, like, any of the five of them were, you know? Yeah.
2: I like that it felt really, the diversity felt really like, natural and just, like, real. You know, like, it felt mm-hmm. like what you actually see. When you go outside, it didn't feel like, there didn't feel like there were any, I hate when people are like, oh, there's an agenda for diversity. Well, yeah, there should be. But I just mean, it didn't yeah. feel like anything felt, like, forced. I mean, it just felt like, this is just a- Well, it didn't feel like
1: people. there was, like, one black person in every frame. You know what I mean? One or something like people that. People and white people right it was more like there was a good mix enough that you didn't you weren't noticing that there was a diverse character in this shot. yeah or like i think
0: a a good example for me was when they cut the dude down from the thing the guy who was in Mm -hmm. the cage or whatever and they're talking about him as another like i you know i could very much have seen that being have been cast as like a middle eastern actor right Mm -hmm. like that's just you know if you say like a veil and all these things and all this stuff and they're like no it's a ginger
2: yeah (laughs) it's <laughs> a ginger they all are and yeah they're all very clear. this
0: is a surprise yeah. like
2: <laughs> yeah no I, I liked i liked that stuff a lot i thought that felt pretty cool and i was that part even though i know it's not the same company making it even though amazon's behind it that part was like it'll be cool if, if they can get lord of the rings looking that way when they do it their yeah. new one but um we'll have to see yeah i hope so
0: all right well we had quite a lot this week yeah and quite more next week Thank you both. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So yes, uh, Richard Williams did have multiple strokes in the last few years. Uh, One of his sons apparently serves as a sort of translator for him. So he was not able to give as much input into King Richard as much as as young him probably would have wanted to or have been able to. And then as for Tick, Tick, Boom, so it was performed off-off Broadway and in a few festivals when it was a one-person show, sort of rock monologue, just starring Jonathan Larson. And then a man called Jeffrey Seller, who was a Broadway producer, saw it at one of those performances and uh, became a fan of Jonathan Larson's. And then in 1995, he saw a workshop of Rent, and he's the one who convinced his fellow producers to put it up on Broadway. So then Jonathan Larson died in 1996, very tragically on the same night that Rent was supposed to premiere. Jonathan Larson's friend, Victoria Leacock, who was also the producer of those Tick, Tick, Boom original workshops, asked a writer named David Auburn, who happened to have written the Pulitzer Prize winning play Proof, to reconfigure the show into a three-person piece. So the three-person piece then has one actor playing John, and then there are two other characters, Susan and Michael, and then the three-person version was performed off-Broadway. So that was a lot to take in but basically it feels like the movie is sort of jamming together the one person version of it and then the reconfigured three person piece as well as the book ending of the other information and then there's a lot of corrections and facts for wheel of time but we're actually not going to issue them because they are major spoilers for things that come later down in the books and possibly in the series and we you know we don't know where it's going to go and so we figured it's actually just easier if we watch more of the series and see how things progress in our discussions that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.